Thank you so much for downloading this episode of The Wrestling Journalist with uh, me, Vleeties, and Gino. I want to give you a, a, a preemptive warning. Gino's internet was awful. It was very bad through most of this uh, stream that we did on Trova.live slash Fleeties. We are live Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. That is after my kiddos go to bed. I get out and get into the studio, and we record some stuff, and we have a really good time. Gino's internet was awful. So uh, we... So bear with me on that. I do reference it a lot during the stream, though, because, yeah, it, it wasn't my favorite. But we need to get Gino better internet, right? And, and if you want to help out the wrestling journalist, that means helping out Vleeties. And the best way to help me out right now is manscaped.com. Now, I know that you've heard it. I know that two weeks ago, G Gino and I could not shut, shut up about manscaped.com. The performance package, the nose hair trimmer, the beard trimmer, the lawnmower, everything. Everything that we got was fantastic from our friends over at Manscaped. And look, it's incredible, all right? There's no way to sugarcoat it. I know that all the commercials – like, I used to hear Manscaped commercials too, and I think they were like, okay, I got you. I, I know, guy. Stop trying to sell me on it. Uh, these things are absolutely fantastic. Uh, so if you go right now to manscaped.com and you pick up a performance package, the performance package, dudes, uh, you're going to get 20% off by using the promo code VLEADIES. It's like 20% off, all right? That's one-fifth. One-fifth of the performance package, 4.0, using the promo code VLEADIES. Worldwide shipping for free. Well, that's worldwide. So all my Nathan Wellers in Australia, all my Bronson Reeds from New Zealand. I think he's from Australia, too. Everybody use the promo code of Leedies when you go to manscaped.com. Really, really a fantastic product. I, I like I know, I know, I know you don't believe me because I'm you think I'm being paid for this, by the way. I'm not. This is a trial run. So let me throw that out there. This is also just a trial, okay? I've been said they sent me the product and said, here, talk about it. And if you sell enough of these, then uh maybe we can do something in the future. So that's that's how this all happened, okay? I let you in. That's inside baseball. So uh, make sure you go to manscaped.com, use the promo code Vladies, and enjoy the show. Me and Gino uh, from Tuesday night's Trova.livestream, Impact Wrestling No Surrender preview. Take it away. But that will be discussed next time, Gino. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Come in. Come sit down. Come one. Come all. Everybody come. Put that shit on. Thank goodness, at least that one works, Gino. There were nightmares. I, I got out of here an hour before, which is, I was telling you before we went live, Gino, this is actually kind of the easiest Tuesday night I've had in a while. I was able to get out here on time. I was able to mess around. I found out what Kevin, Kevin told me this weeks ago, and I'm, I'm slept. I was sleeping the entire time. I didn't realize that uh, Streamlabs is like charging people now. They have like Streamlabs Ultra. So if you want custom sounds and custom images, you have to pay them money now. So tonight, we're back on Botrix for one night. We're going to Stream Elements uh, come next stream, Gino. Do you remember when we super kicked you right in the face? See, we got the old follower one back, punished Liam. Uh, he's following now, Gino. But, yeah, there's going to be some changes, okay? Because now that I'm back from California, now that we are locked in on the road to no surrender, it's things are changing, Gino. It's going to be all changed for the better. We're going to be finally be free of Streamlabs. We're going to have Stream Elements. We're going to be using OBS to the day we die. We don't need Streamlabs OBS or anything Streamlabs related anymore. 
And, you know, we are, like I said, we are on the road to no surrender. So I guess we could just cut right to it because we are like every, and I say this all the time because it's true. When I, when I look at the numbers for whatever God's reason is, anything that's named more niche, more impact wrestling, when I go down that path, for some reason, those episodes do you so well. You remember when we super kicked you right in the face? Oh my gosh, the tribal queef. Thank you so much for the follow. And I'm always shocked, like, because in my head, I'm thinking nobody watches Impact Wrestling, but maybe our niche is, Gino, is that since we are talking about Impact and maybe not, a, there's not a ton of podcasts that are doing that, that creates a little bit more of a, like, people, are, people aren't searching for me talking about wrestling or me talking about uh, Johnny Gargano. People want to hear anybody talk about uh, Heath and Rhino, like, Th- that area of the wrestling world is only being covered by such few it's fewer people talking about that like if you if you try to listen to like how many impact wrestling podcasts are like known i know there's total nonstop impact but i only know them just from searching impact wrestling and that's something maybe they do the impact faithful follows impact they want to hear people's opinions on it because they know they want to know like if their opinions are right like maybe they might be seeing people the same way just having someone to hear their opinions being spoken back to them agreeing with them realize that impact is something that's more enjoyable and you could just cut out WWE entirely aw entirely just like watch clips of that while you can enjoy entire episode of impact and have actual enjoyment for those two hours yeah so you're saying like being a casual fan is probably easier on the impact wrestling side maybe, maybe you are right too because like even wwe is so long and then we just kind of scroll through youtube and see what clips they posted like obviously these are what they find the most important so because i know for me i was in california all weekend i don't know if i said that you know but i didn't i didn't watch elimination chamber live with everybody so i was kind of just following along as much as i could and i watched most of it uh throughout yesterday and today I didn't watch Raw yet. There's three hours. How am I supposed to watch that long-ass program? And this might go in line with what you've been suggesting. Let's just move to Thursdays. You'll have more time to watch Raw, and we can talk Impact Live. Like, it's not a terrible idea. I just love the feeling of post-TWFS. It's like, okay, that was was amazing. Now let's finish. Malachi Black says, where is our 10-bell salute for Jeezy? Oh my, Geezy's alive. What does he? What does he mean by that, Gino? Don't worry, everyone. Geezy is alive. There are plans in the works. We just gotta find time. Time is fleeting. Time is of the essence. Because even with no surrender, Gino, I have a, and I know you guys love hearing me say this. I have a dinner party on Friday. This isn't a dinner party. Dinner party though. Somebody's coming up from San Antonio or something, and my 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 darling mother. She wants me to go to dinner. I get it. I'm okay with that. You know, I think it's okay to have dinner once in a while. Does it have to be on Friday? No surrender day. I know you could have asked her, can we reschedule for Saturday? Can that be the day? Or can this be earlier? Can this be a lunch time together? We could have a best, best lunch party, but they're like, no, it has to be dinner. So hopefully the night goes well and swimmingly. So you can at least be able to still join in as we watch No Surrender one way or another that night together with the people. Because my Linda, my Linda, my wife won't be home until like six. So I'm thinking that since she won't be home until so late, I got to work at four on Friday. So maybe I could somehow just say like, hey, let's just rush to dinner at four, four thirty. 
we'll meet up and have a quick meal and then I could head off. I could be home by seven somehow. Well, I know there's, it starts at six technically central time because there's like a pre-show that Tyla wants to watch and other people want to watch. So, I mean, I could at least try and do seven and fire up. Oh, but then I'm going to have the baby and, and my other son. So this it's, it's like all of these things are swirling into an impossibility to even watch No Surrender, which is why, like, in my head, I always have this plan, you know, I always have this grand plan of just recording every night, doing something every single night, but... Uh, priorities you know the family comes first a lot of times Gino so I need to just have I need to have two nights I need to have Tuesday night or Thursday night pending and then maybe adding that Friday night or maybe adding that Saturday to just record some stuff but holy shit you know I like we need we need to have it we need to have more of me and we need to have no surrender party yeah, we need to have no surrender, just any impact part. We don't need SmackDown anymore. Fuck SmackDown. They realized Impact knew there are people that would rather watch real good entertaining wrestling than just garbage cartoon sponsorship wrestling. So we could watch every Friday. Fuck SmackDown. Watch <laughs> Impact premium live events. Sponsorship part. I like that you call it sponsorship wrestling because meanwhile I'm watching Impact and there's always like New Japan Pro Wrestling Battle in the Valley. Like they're 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 desperate too. They're they're waiting for that direct auto insurance to come back. They're, they'll take a sponsorship at any moment. Whenever they, how many times do they say this Saturday night? That's my uh, Excalibur impression. This Saturday night on Access TV, there's going to be another movie. Like there's just who cares? I know I know that Impact is probably the most watched program on Access TV. But hearing them plug whatever's going to be on this weekend is. No one, no one's watching. No one's gonna watch that. Just let it go. Access TV. We're here for wrestling. Maybe we'll check out your New Japan show, but we don't need to watch a movie with commercials, and you don't need to tell us that it's on. They do need to tell us about these rock cuts. So I care about the rock cuts and the rock documentaries. Those are the only good parts of Access next to the rest. Gino, what'd you think of Moose not being able to break Santino's car window? I, I watched Impact Wrestling uh, on the plane. I watched most of it on the plane. But I, I was so excited to write down on a little note, Moose can't break a car window. What was that bit? Did, did something go wrong or did something go right? Is that what it's actually like? I've never smashed hey, a car window. Hey, an Alexa bomb from Agent Jake. Thank you so much for the I was wrong spell. How did Deanna win that award? You know, it makes no sense. But, yeah, like, all I, all I could think about when I was watching this Moose segment was maybe it's really hard to shatter a car window, and every other segment in the history of wrestling has been incorrectly portraying when we super kicked you right Oh, my face. gosh, Evan W. Craig, just, he just followed Gino. But, Gino, did you, see, uh, did you see this window? Is this really how windows are? I think this is how windows. Hydrate. I have, I have it. Go ahead, Gino. Windows. I think this is how windows really are. Goldberg, just a, su a superior athlete, wasn't having a problem willing to break his fucking arm just to break a real window. So I think Goldberg is stronger than Moose, but I think this was a real legitimate window. It wasn't a fake shit like Davey has. It was a real like WCW's Goldberg window. Yeah, because that was all I could think was like, why is this window not breaking? Goldberg was using hand, by the way. He was using just straight up hand. Moose had uh, Moose had a bat. So watching this segment, I thought was was uh, oh the hex. You know, I even I even 
What what was this promo, Gino? Okay, where do we go? Impact Wrestling is the greatest wrestling product on television. It's no question anymore. I watched Elimination Chamber, but I I, I you kind of okay like Edge he won, and this Impact show is so fucking fun to watch, and I think it's it's getting easier to tell people that too, like I because even like. Because the expectation is obviously lower because it's impact, and they're having more fun with everything that they're doing. So it's kind of like every time I every time I check in on Impact now, for, oh, the the design, this show's great. This show's so good. But you know what did you think of the Hex? They are now in Impact Wrestling. You and I have been fans of the of the Hex since their time in uh, the National Wrestling Alliance. You're excited to have them back, right? I am excited to have them back. I'm just really surprised. Like we brought them back, which is great. No threat is gonna be great with the hex. But we also built up like weeks before we're gonna have Killer Kelly and Taylor Wilde, the witch that's connected to the shadow, even the Rosemary's born from the shadow. We set up this idea that we're gonna have a tag team feud, but the hex are even stronger, so they're intertwining themselves in this. So we're actually adding more to the knockouts tag. It's great to see, so I'm excited to see where this goes with this newly formed team of Killer Kelly and Taylor Wilde getting involved in some way. Yeah, because even thinking about Killer Kelly and Taylor Wilde and, and what they were starting to move towards, that seems like it's kind of been kiboshed or at least shoved to the side a little bit because now we have Marty Bell and Sienna back in Impact Wrestling. Obviously, two veterans of Impact Wrestling. It's good to have them back. But great point. Like, we were going towards that. Like, what was the point of having them? Because they were going to fight. Like, that was going to be their, oh, Killer Kelly challenging Taylor Wilde to a fight. And then Taylor Wilde flipped it on her and wanted to become a tag team. And this is what they should do in Impact. If you're not in the singles division, you're in the tag division. Like, there's not enough room to have a bunch of singles matches happening. Although we do have Tiana versus um, Giselle on the pre-show. Um, but but let's take a look, Gino. This was fantastic. To have has the hex always been about alliterations? I feel like I have not watched not alliterations, but just puns or yeah, like, like just the way she was talking. Does Allison K always do this? Has she been doing this in NWA? Listen. How sad is wisdom yeah. when it brings no profit to the wise death dolls? You found that to attend to at the moment, so you keep up the good work, ladies. Oh, I went too far. Next knockouts, tag team champions, the Hex. Oh, Gino. <laughs> Hello, Impact. It's been a while. We have come to Hextinguish the competition. That was so bad. Like, but does that is that awesome? Like, now Impact has this trickery. Maybe it is Father James Mitchell, sinister minister, doing this to me, but. This is so this is so bad. Like extinguish the competition. Like if this happened on Raw, we would cringe and and wonder why we watch wrestling still. Is it because it's impact we're a little bit more like no, this is fantastic. I mean there's some like you could say like all oh, we would do this cuz we had the disarm her, we had the manhandle slam, all these things that Becky would do to like get literate, not literate, but again, make these puns. So puns are always good and it's great that we do have puns in wrestling and I think the Hex are just going to keep adding more great puns. Yeah, but the manhandle slam, like manhandle is an actual thing and disarmer is like clever because it's like take her arm off, disarm her but also like take away a weapon. So I'm a lot more okay with that. When I hear somebody like on here say uh extinguish, like that's not that's not manhandle, that's not disarmor, that's we're just trying to fit our name into whatever we can. 
And, oh my gosh, <laughs> extinguish the competition, Gino. And we're going to extinguish the competition and support the Hex, even though the Death Dolls are going to retain because Death Dolls are the best tag team. Do you think so? Do you think there's not really – because I'm watching this right now, and I'm just thinking, would you – you're bringing in the Hex for a reason. You're already you're, – you're rocket you're, – they're on a rocket ship for the tag titles already. I don't, doesn't that seem like maybe there's a little bit more – there, there, there's something behind the hex. They, they like, they like having the hex here. Does that make sense? It does. It also makes sense with to get follower chains, bitch. There's gonna be some involvement with Rosemary and him since we have Ty and Jessica as the tag team champions. So there is history that we're gonna be able to call back to use even more with Rosemary that will help the hex lose the titles, not have the championships. They're gonna be chasing a little bit longer because i do feel there's gonna be some type of connection with taylor wilde and killer kelly getting involved either during the match or after the match all right you know maybe you're maybe you're right maybe you're wrong because the hex i feel like you're bringing in the hex in the way they're doing it they're winning like or maybe you're right maybe you're maybe you're right maybe there's maybe there's a chance that this all just leads back to taylor wilde and killer kelly although from somebody who's been watching this i don't think that there is that i think it's just Hell, we were going to do that. We're now we're going to if you liked what we were doing there, make sure you watch BTI. But if you if like for the tag division stuff, you need to make sure that you check out uh you need to make sure you check out uh the hex now. And whatever you're expecting, it's going to be better than that, you know. I know it will be better than that, but it's going to be amazing matches with the Hex versus the Death Dolls, and the Death Dolls need to win. I feel it's a big moment for them, this no surrender, this big championship defense, because we did lose one tag team of Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles, but now we have two tag teams to take their place. We're going to keep growing this tag division. Hey, and you're a wrestling journalist. What's the what's the latest? Where is Tasha Steeles gone? There were rumors of WWE. There was rumors of AEW. Is it official? Has she like staked her claim somewhere? Is she going to be a surprise? at some sort of indie show? And I haven't been able to see anything about Tasha Steele's going anywhere, but there is that report that Triple H said there's a major player, even bigger than Jay White, that he's looking into. It could be Tasha Steele's, could be Kota Bushi, could be Kenny Omega, could be, since they use the term major player, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, it could be anybody. It's this major player they're looking into. Yeah, someone was commenting, like Booker T was commenting on the rumors of it being Kenny Omega. I know we're, I know we're going in many different directions, and I'm not sure how this plays when people are listening to it in their cars, but... Uh, what are, what do you think about Kenny Omega? Because if he ever went to WWE, I, I get the I don't know if you do you think he would pull off the AJ Styles somebody that would immediately fit in and become a WWE champion and have a nice run in the WWE or does he come in and make a splash? He's exciting for a couple months and it just fizzles out, almost like a, like a Nakamura or something or a Finn Finn Balor. Can we count him in that? Like there's. Because coming from the outside and having such a name like that he has, I can see him coming in and then they don't know what to do with him after he has like he gets his Rollins match, he gets his Drew McIntyre matches, and then eventually it's going to be him versus Otis and we're like confused as to why we brought him in. We might be confused to why we brought him in, but I feel like we're going to be leading up to eventually when Young Bucks come to WWE as well with Kenny. We get the New Day with hopefully healthy Big E versus the Elite. That's what's going to be 
going to be slowly building up that with Kenny fighting all these other wrestlers, hopefully getting Kenny and Roman like people were fucking alive for some reason. We get this big match eventually, but then we set up for the bigger match of the New Day versus the Elite. Chino, I don't think I cursed yet, and you just cursed, so I thought we were switching to a PG format because Impact Wrestling is more of a PG show. So, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think there's one more one more in here, Gino, for us. X has won tag team championships all over the world, and we have unfinished. Is that true, Gino? I know Marty Bell's one of my favorites, but have they won tag team championships all over the world, or is it just in Nashville? Uh, they've run a few times around other different locations, so technically the world counts, because especially NWA is worldwide. Everyone can watch it on YouTube. That's true. That's legally able to watch YouTube, so that's fine. It's worldwide. But she hasn't. they've never won a belt outside of America is what, I, is what I'm thinking from this. This promo comes off, like, very corny for me. Like, it's just – it's Allison Kay doing a weird – Hexpecting, or what did she say? Hextinguish the competition, and then Marty Bell doing like the speaking of the world. I've wrestled all over it, like just kind of the cliche wrestler in the mirror talk. James Mitchell's the only one who knows the storyline. It seems like these other two girls just sort of, uh, sort of showed up. Death dolls, you're holding something that belongs to us. Yeah, see. At no surrender, Hex marks the spot. Oh, that's right. <laughs> now, ladies. I just want you to know that the boss is over the moon with what you've done to the Death Dolls. He's getting you ready for something really special. So I'm sure you've got this all under control. Do you like the fake crowd noise in the back? Because <laughs> it, it kind of does add This is a real crowd noise. What are you talking about? <laughs> this, is real. this is not their fake one they used in 2020. This is how we got in this live event. Gino, this is the fakest crowd noise ever. There's no bumps. There's nothing. It's just sort of... It's not a wrestling crowd. Have you ever been to a show where that sounds constant? Yes, they put it in there, so it makes it sound constant, like they did back in WWE. Used to do in like 2000s with the blow drop sound. That was around the crowd too. Oh, I'm gonna have to bid you adieu. You see, one of the problems with selling your soul is you don't get a lot of sleep. So I've got a lot of things to do, and I've got some havoc to attend to at the moment. Havoc! Thank you so much, you know, Zvacchio. Be well. You didn't sell your soul, did you? I don't know. I didn't sell anything. I didn't sign anything. No. I read the fine print. Are you excited, Gino, that Hex is in Impact? I am excited. The Hex is impact. I'm excited that we get teased like Havoc. So like Jessica is this chaos, this life that the Death Dolls need, that he's teased that Havoc's going to come back, or even Nevaeh or Sue Young. There's so much we could have come back from his boss, the devil, which is still in kayfabe, Rosemary's dad, who is Kevin Sullivan. Oh, when I watched this, I didn't even notice Joe Hendry's walking away from the car. So this is so on the nose, like... And I love Impact Wrestling. This is just such what we do here in Impact Wrestling. We we film it. It kind of looks good. And we just run with it, dude. And it gives it a real, it's real. This shit feels so real when I'm watching it. So for those listening on the podcast, this happened on Impact this past Thursday. Joe Hendry's walking away from a car and doesn't notice Moose, the big giant black dude with a suit on, walking right next to him. Like just kind of. Thank you, oh, Gino's vacuum, a new subscriber. Watch this shit. Watch Moose. Now this is real. Like this is the most real thing on in wrestling. <laughs> like, dude, 
What does this car made out of? I mean, he's hitting the the glass. And first of all, no reshoot. Like it's no, we're gonna run with this. That thing sounds like it's metal on metal. What kind of window is this? This is one of those new Tesla models. We have the completely titanium windows that will not break no matter how much force you put into it. Do you think that it's I don't know. I gotta hate I, me says Moose is trying to ruin that Hertz car. Let me see. Yeah, see, or, or was he missing? Is that the other thing? Was it was he missing? Like is that's the only thing I could I could ponder is that the reason it sounded like he was hitting steel is because he was. He was hitting steel because podcasters again, I'm so sorry. He he sma- he takes two massive swings. I mean that hit the window. He takes a massive swing at this car window and nothing happens. Nothing happens at all. Like it just doesn't do anything. It looks better. The window looks stronger after he smashes it once. He swings again, and nothing happens again. And then on the third swing, finally there's like a shatter. And it's not like the and by shatter I mean it looks like a big like a baseball hit the window. It's not like the whole because I'm expecting like Austin three sixteen glass is just falling everywhere. Is that not how windows break? And it's how when like it's how Tesla models break. Because I think maybe this was also trying a BMW. to make fun it's of the a, whole Tesla performance that they had. It's a BMW, but like there's that truck, that truck, and Elon Musk wanted to pro uh, show off and be like, "Oh, look at how much damage you could do to it. It won't fucking budge." He fucking hits it with the bat, hits it with weapons, and then he throws like a big fucking brick, and it does damage to it. So maybe this was also making fun of this Elon might, Musk subtly no. remembering the truck. <laughs> no, Gino, <laughs> you're so nice to Moose. This is Moose looking like shit. Uh, actually, I'm looking at this. Might be a Ford, you know. Just look. I'm trying to see what the tire, like what the what we're seeing on these rims here. It's not a subtle Tesla mockery because no no one would know what you're what you mean. And it's why would you do that to make Moose look like shit? Like, oh well, yeah, well he was hitting one of those Tesla. Like, no, the audience knows this isn't a Tesla. The audience knows this is just like a Ford. Or I'm looking at I'm looking at the front and I see this little shine right here. Is my mouse on the screen? This looks like a little BMW hood ornament, or it could be a Benz also. But the tire, the is that a Benz? I, who knows? But just watching him smash. I mean, this window will not break. He hits it. He hits it again, and it's like. Another like baseball hits the window, but I'm assuming if you're a wrestler and yeah, sh- like a Dodge Charger, this is what it sounds like. Um, and I'm sw- I'm watching him swing it, and you just want the glass to shatter. This doesn't make Moose look good, but it makes Joe Hendry look good because he picked the right car for the job to make sure he would not get any damage on him. And also, Joe Hendry is smarter than Dancing Moose. Teaching Joe a lesson. Really? By smashing my car? Ah, this sounds awesome. Really? So? It's my car. Boom, Mike. My steering wheel's on the oh, other yeah, side. Oh, yeah, floating in the air here. That's just enough of this. Give me this bat. You know, somebody has to teach you a lesson. And you know what? It's going to be you, Joe Hendry. Hey? Had no surrender. It's going to be for the Digital Media Championship. And it's going to be a dot combat match. And they're doing so much of this now. They got Santino. Everything's a joke. And it's nice. I don't know why. Because maybe with Scott Tamora, they were trying to be AEW or they were trying to be this serious wrestling company. But they had Santino. They bring in Barry Horowitz. They have Dirty Dango running around. 
like everything they're doing is so silly and gimmicky, but at the end of the day, Josh Alexander is like the best. <laughs> like this is it's this weird wrestling show and it's so good. It's the best. It's the absolute best wrestling show you could watch because you get like these funny things, this irritating stuff. You get a doc comment match we which we did have before with Rich Swan. That was your favorite match for that entire car was with on the that keyboard. Show with was- Rich Swan and Brian Myers with the keyboards. You had all these digital weaponry that they used. This was your favorite match. You get to see it again with Moose and Joe Hendry. It's gonna be the best. Dude, I did not know that that was a dot combat match. I just thought that was the first ever digital media title match, and they were using all those weapons because it was like keyboards and the internet and stuff like that. I didn't know that was a dot combat match. So now I'm very – dude, this is going to be – dude, no, this is going to be sick, Gino. Uh, okay, so we, we do need to get into our predictions for this card. So this – well, we do have one more show. We do have one more Impact Wrestling this Thursday night before we get to No Surrender. However, the card is pretty much locked in, right? Like, you don't think there's going to be much changes come Thursday. And even if so, it is pre-recorded. And also, to keep talking, the hard cam was back. Like, that kind of bothered me. I didn't like that they were showing the the stage again. The, the show, the arena looks so empty and quiet without people in it. That's, that's everyone wants it one way or the other. Like Tyler does wish that the hard camp's gonna be right there, like it normally is, because then he'd be able to see himself. But then there's like you're gonna look empty in that arena, especially because it's gonna be in like a hotel location. Like it's not gonna be as big as like a real venue, so they are gonna probably do that camp. So you're gonna be fine there. But yeah, they, it does look empty when you don't like really show off the crowd. But it's gonna be an amazing show nonetheless. And I think they might be like maybe one, two more matches on the car because there are some people that are in the middle of something that could be added to it that they don't have on the card right and, and i gotta be honest this is a stacked card because you go to some of these like you and i watch a lot of impact wrestling and there are premium live events where it seems like they just fucking throw dirt at the wall and they're like here's a pay-per-view like they'll just be a heath versus moose match and nothing else is booked until you get there and then doc Allows is fighting black taru for no reason it's like hey we're gonna have one half of the tag champs in a singles match Cool. But it ends up being a great match. Just like we have like a, even though this is on an impact, a weekly show, we have like a Joe Dorn versus match, which was one of the matches of the year. But but that's what that's what I mean. Like if you're gonna sell me a premium live event, don't put matches like that just for no reason. Like there was one WWE event where it was that was a hydration. I gotta take a sip. There was one WWE event where they just had like a Jack Swagger versus Evan Bourne right before the main event. Like they literally had a popcorn match that they didn't advertise, and they were like, "It's time for your bonus match." Like, no, that's not a bonus match. That's a punishment, and we don't want to watch that. So you might have liked the Black Screw match. I did not, you know, and I felt like, why am I paying for these events if these are what I'm getting? So. This is a nice looking card, though. Let me get it up hey, on this. Wow. Hey, thank you so much, Gino's vacuum. He got that promotion, Gino, and that TV. Gino, how's work going? Work's been going good, man. You know, I've been working a lot of it's bad like this week and next week. I'm working like the overnight shift around like seven to one, six to one. So, like, I sadly like tomorrow. I'm gonna be working tomorrow. I'm gonna be missing AEW. I'm gonna be missing TWFS since I'll be getting off work around like twelve thirty, one o'clock. So I'll sadly be missing the show. But I know it's gonna be a great night working. Dude, <laughs> great night working. Gino, there's so much happening on this card. This no surrender is beefed up. So, like, I know it's the post hard to kill event. So they're really going all out. They are not. This isn't. There no. There's no dilly dally on this one. 
So let's start with the pre-show, Gino. They built this match with some oatmeal. Giselle Shaw and Deanna Perazzo one-on-one. They're, they're going to push Giselle Shaw, but but not over Deanna, right? Doesn't this seem like this should be at WrestleMania? This might be the biggest match in their history. And no, Giselle's losing. You don't have Giselle Shaw beat Deanna Perazzo for no reason. This could be a big moment for Giselle Shaw to get that big win after all that chili was poured on her. But I feel Deanna does get this big win on the pre-show for everyone to be excited, have a baby face going over the first match of the night. Deanna Perazzo is like their Hulk Hogan. Like you can't have her just lose on a pre-show to Giselle Shaw. So I'm going Deanna Perazzo, Gino, and uh, what do what Stephen Larson do? I'm putting I'm putting nine confidence points on that one. I mean, I'm not entirely too confident because they might be trying to push this Black Widow gimmick. So I might just go with five confidence points on Deanna. Do you think she can lose and then turn on JV Doll? Like like that'd be super Black Widow. She takes out like her man. Or her and helps her win. That's what I also think. Cause she does have a second. Well, Deanna's by herself. She doesn't have any friends anymore. So I think this could be what costs Deanna the match. Sticking with the pre-show, Gino, Jonathan Gresham and Mike Bailey. Remember, you really like Jonathan Gresham. Does it does it confuse you that he is on the pre-show of this event and not and not on the main card? Does it confuse you that Mike Bailey like this? Maybe they're treating this like Kevin used to talk about with like WWE should do like prelims. Like, the prelims are free on YouTube or on the Peacock free version. And then you have a main event of the prelim card, like UFC. And then you he go on. says, please bring back Jeezy. The XFL was amazing this weekend. Oh, Daniel DiNucci, Gino. Um, actually, it was pretty good football. Josh Gordon got a touchdown pass and threw for a touchdown pass. I felt so bad. Like, oh, dude, you used to be in the NFL, and I, this is your life now just because you smoke weed? Um so do you think that's what they're trying to do here? Like on YouTube and the pre-show, you get a really kick-ass main event type match? And I feel like that is obviously what they're doing. Giving us this match, this two contrasting styles of John the Gresham and Speedball Mike Bailey. You're like, I don't know how this is going to coexist to make this amazing match, but it's going to end up being probably the best of the entire record. <laughs> people you know what five dollars for tonight i'll be willing to pay that to be an ultimate insider and watch this this amazing time oh no the gino the audio is so in and out i didn't i think people know what you were gonna say you were trying to plug ultimate insider you were talking about five dollars and um like that's what you said five dollars to be an ultimate insider it's totally worth it i agree but this match is free i mean yeah you're gonna watch this you're gonna say okay do i want to subscribe and then yeah that's what you were trying to say so i heard it gino i just made it sound more clearer great work i heard you're using a laptop you don't have a computer not an actual computer. No. I'm stuck with this fucking laptop geno's vacuum says did gino so get his mic from the warehouse work. Wait, so do you watch, because you live on your computer. Are you just, is that all you are on is this laptop? All I'm on is this laptop and the Xbox Series S and PlayStation 5. That's all I'm on. So you were able to get all those things, the Series X, the, the PS5. You were able to get those things. Yes, over the time, I've been able to get those things. And eventually, I'm going to be working on getting the fucking PC it's so fucking much money get a proper monitor television like actual monitor actual tower pre-built because i don't trust myself building a pc yeah it's and your mom is super cool for never asking for rent or for help with groceries that's very nice of her 
When we all said, Gina, you should get a job, we did not know that it meant you would just buy yourself a bunch of frivolous, frivolous bullshit. But good for you. I mean, hey, I'm excited that you, you know, you're working. That's step number one. I'm excited that you have a, a Series X and I don't. I'm excited that you have a PS5 and I don't. But those are things you value, you know? You got to do what's true to you. And for you, it's not having a family and shit. No one needs that. You're going to play video games for the rest of your life because those love you more. Yes, there are things that are never going to leave me and deceive me and lie to me and make me feel worse and worse by myself and make me question if I'm a good, honest, hopeful, trusting human being and I fucking want to kill myself because I never know what's good about me if I'm even a good person. If I try to be, is it just because I'm doing all selfish gains or am I doing it selfish? I never understood because some people don't make me feel trusted and make me feel like I'm just the one who does deserve happiness. All right, dude. Yeah, good tr- good point. All all those were great points, Gino. Uh, you were Robo Gino again, but I think everyone understands what you're trying to say. Like, yeah, you're just depressed and like you don't want to connect with anyone, you know. So, great job, Gino. You're amazing. Keep doing your thing, dude. Um, let's take a look. Mickey James, Masha Slamovich is, is not good, Gino. She could they they gave her that promo and it was bad. I did not enjoy her promo that she did. I haven't enjoyed her work in Impact Wrestling. Kevin messaged me today. What happened to Lady Frost? And I do like t- I had to break the news to him that Lady Frost was unhappy with her booking and thought that she should have got the same treatment that Masha's getting because they're pretty much the same person except one of them is attractive and good at wrestling and the other one is Masha Samovich. So why do you think Masha is getting this rub? Do you think it's just the Russia thing? Do you think it's like Glow Season 1? We got to have the evil foreign heel. Uh, and then why do you, we have to make her talk? It sucks. Mosh is an amazing worker. I have to see him. <laughs> it was like Beyond Wrestling or some other independent promotion where she wrestled a guy that I know you'd love so much, your favorite wrestler, Daniel Garcia, in a pure rules match. This match fucking made me realize she worked a pro wrestling oh, match, catch as catch can wrestling match, or the hardcore shit. Okay, you 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 sounded good at the end of your speech. So if if you get hung up on unexpectedly, we're gonna plan on reconnecting. But uh, that sounds awful, Gino. I don't like Daniel Garcia. I like that you were saying like somebody you would like Daniel Garcia. He's one of my least favorites. Uh, you, you the way you're cutting the Robo promos, that's Daniel Garcia. So you're doing a great impression tonight. Uh, Mickey James is winning though. I think Masha's like I don't think it's worked out the way that you're thinking it is. Mickey's in the heck of a run here. Her and Jordan Grace have to run this thing back. Why not let them run it back at Rebellion? You know, you're right. Even though we did close the last chapter of the last row, I think she's still going to go on with if she loses this match, she's going to retire. And I feel they're not ready to have her retire just yet. We do need Jordan Grace, Mickey James in Canada, and that's what we're going to have. Yeah, I think so. I think Jordan Grace is going to get the belt back, and I think it's off of Mickey James. This is very reminiscent of when Moose had the belt. We were all just kind of waiting for Josh to get it back. So in between Josh getting his belt back, we had to do Heath versus Moose. This is our Heath versus Moose. It's Mickey James and Masha fucking Slamovich. So keep moving on. You know we're gonna we'll save Josh Alexander. You know what? Leave Josh Alexander right here. Josh Alexander and Rich Swan is a perfect example of a 
I don't believe Rich Swan is going to win this match. I don't. It just the storyline hasn't really been believable that Rich is going to win the match or take the belt off of him. It's clear that like they keep referencing how far Rich has fallen on the card and how far he's fallen in popularity. And by referencing all those things, it's only making it more and more obvious that yeah, he's not even on the same level as Josh Alexander. This match could open the show. Josh could win this match and then sit back and and wait for who he's going to fight next. Cause that fatal four way is a lot more intriguing than, than rich Swan having a title shot. And I do kind of agree with that. I feel like rich Swan obviously is not going to win, but I think this gets set up for what will be an even bigger match next month, because I don't think he is signed with AEW. He's just worked a couple matches, even on TV. We bring back Willie Mack and have him wrestle Josh Alexander have an amazing match with Willie Mack Coldstone versus the walking weapon. No, we're going. This is your time, Gino. You're getting your Macklin. Macklin is going to get his title shot finally. This is it. Macklin's going to win that fatal four way. Macklin, PCO, Heath, and Brian Myers. So Brian Myers cost uh, Matt Cardona the the digital media championship. Cardona's going to cost Brian Myers this match. PCO costs Eddie Edwards entry into this match. Eddie Edwards is going to cost PCO this match. Macklin can beat Heath easily. So it's going to be your boy. This is your moment. Steve Macklin is finally getting his title match. He's going to beat PCO. He's going to pin Heath Slater is pretty much what's going to happen here. He's going to pin Heath Slater. And how excited are you? And I'm excited if it happens, but my whole thing is I feel Josh Alexander, the amazing worker he is, would be able to have an even better match. Again, all three, all four of these guys, great competitors, great match we could be able to see with Josh Alexander, no matter, no, no matter who wins, with, whether it be fucking PCO, Brian Myers, or Heath. And yes, I would love for Steve Macklin to win, but I feel this is the time that we give PCO a title match. What, you think right now, while well, he's in the middle of a feud with Eddie Edwards, and and Steve Macklin has been complaining that uh, Josh Alexander's been ducking him, that Impact Management hasn't been giving him his title shots, he's on a winning streak against Rich. He just beat Rich Swan, the guy who's getting a title shot. So you think after all the buildup that they've been doing for Steve Macklin, somebody that I hate and you like, you think that they're going to still skip over Macklin to give PCO the sh- to give him a shot. Yes, that's why I'm going to put nine confidence points on Steve Macklin winning this match. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, this is the Steve Macklin. This is this is Austin Theory in an elimination chamber. It's so obvious Macklin is getting a huge win here. This is nine confidence points on this one. I have nine confidence points here. Nine confidence points on Josh Alexander. I have five confidence points on Mickey James. So I will give. Like there is some wiggle room there. I didn't even pick Gresham and Bailey. We didn't. We skipped right over that. Does that? Why would that be? A, Gresham isn't as good as as they think, right? Mike Bailey should still be winning matches. Uh, I'm going Mike Bailey, even though Gresham just lost his like. He got this feud to come in and fight with Eddie Edwards, and he lost. Mike Bailey won his feud with Kenny King, and he's fallen down the card for some reason. So who wins this, Gino, Gresham or Bailey? Well, here's the thing. You think he beat Kenny King? You don't see what I said. List of Kenny King when he talks about this. He won. Kenny King proved Speedball Mike Bailey's a scumbag piece of shit who will try to kill you oh, in a match. Know. So, again, Speedball was the loser of that match. Gresham's going to win. Okay. Uh, no, Speedball won. 
that match. But Gresham does need a win. So I'm going to – but I but, but Gresham sucks. Why would you push Gresham? You have Mike Bailey, who's unique, fantastic. Mike Bailey's getting the big win here. He's speedball. He's awesome. We got to keep him he, – he can fight Josh Alexander at the next premium live event, and he can even say, like, last time we wrestled, I, we fought for an hour. Uh, what's the next event called, Gino? What's the one that they're doing in March? Is it Sacrifice? At Sacrifice, we're going to go one-on-one for another hour in an Ironman match. I can't wait. I would think they would do that in Toronto. They would do that for Rebellion. I think Speedball, Josh Alexander, Canada, Ironman match, hour long, it would be perfect. Yeah, that's what they're building towards. You got to keep Bailey winning matches because we're going Macklin next month. So pay attention, Gino. Um, let's uh, so let's go with our your other boys six man tag, which of course we love a good trios tag match for nothing. Uh, Time Machine, which is the Time Splitters and the Motor City Machine Guns combined. Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, and Kushida taking on the Bullet Club. Kenta. Kenta's coming to Impact Wrestling. He's teaming with your boys, Ace Austin and Chris Bay. This seems so obvious the Bullet Club is going to win. New Japan doesn't just let their stars come, ergo Kenta, to do the J-O-B to non-New Japan guys. These are the New Japan strong guys. They can lose to the New Japan real guys. And they could, but at the same time, we did have Kenta be fucking, uh, what's his name, Darren Young. We had Ushida's team beat Josh Alexander's team. We had the motion machine which retain the tag team titles. We had these big things happen at Battle of Valley, which could still cons- consider what's going to be happening at the Multiverse United of March. This is going to be a big moment. I think Kushida could win. I think like, the safest bet would be the Bullet Club with two confidence points. Is it Discord? Well, Because like, I'm looking at all my levels. Everything's great. Internet's kicking ass today, Gino. Is it what is Georgia under is a tornado warning? What's happening? My connection just has been garbage all day today, man. I have no idea. It's been like a fifty megabits per second. Oh my god, fifty! Like I know my upload garbage. Shoes. Like my shit's the worst. It's been bad. I hate says bullet club right is now. beyond stale right now, and that fat robot to your right <laughs> is spewing out bullshit. Vleeties. Gino, I might have to do all the talking. This might be a solo Vleeties show. What's fifty bits? That's not even a cell phone. What's happening? It's been the worst. I so, Gina, hold on. Let me, me sleep through the day. So, as much as you love playing PS5 and Xbox, if you had your own apartment, you could control your internet speeds. I pay for the high internet. Like, I had to. I moved here. And they were like, oh, well, that neighborhood doesn't get the same internet speeds. You're going to have to get this one. And it was upgraded. It was like 500 down. And I was like, let's just do it. How much more is it? And they were like, 20 bucks plus we'll throw or i think it was 40 bucks we'll throw in t- live channels and red zone for another 20 i was like let's fucking go bro so i got all this awesome shit that i have to pay for gino you can do that too you know what that's saying i will keep in mind i'll think about what i could do to help make this internet either here better or just going out there but right now there's no places tie like that I could live sufficiently close by my work. I even keep on getting these fucking notifications and emails from apartments.com and fucking roomies.com. All this shit that I was trying to look up for, like, is there possible we're close by? I'm just getting matches by people that are also looking instead of actual apartments and places I could live. Well, yeah, because you just get an apartment. I know that's like, I know you're going to not live as close as you'd like to, Gino, but that's just how it works. Find an available apartment. And get it. Or tell your mom you want to pay for the internet, and you'll pay for nice internet. Uh, we have the Death Dolls, your favorite, Gino. 
Jessica and Taya Valkyrie are taking on the Hex. And Rosemary's been re- reduced to manager, right? She's just a manager now. Like, does that upset you? You're the big Rosemary Stan in the room. I I'm upset that we're not doing the free bird rule with this, but I understand Impact stays faithful for who the tag team champions are. They have to defend it. So I think this is a good role for now because Rosemary will still be able to have singles matches, six man tag matches, and hopefully we do get some type of change and maybe we see havoc come back and cause some for chaos that causes the death dolls to lose and that they need to bring Jessica back because all this time they won't have it back, but they're now going to want Jessica to help the team again. We'll see. And we'll see. So I'm thinking that, the, but the hex are like, now that I'm looking at it on paper, why would the hex win? The hex sucks. So I'm going with the death dolls. You're right. Death dolls have the awesome song. They're still fresh. Um, they can do some longer-term storytelling with this. You brought up Taylor Wilde and Killer Kelly being a tag team. So why would you pull the titles off the Death Dolls right now? It doesn't make a ton of sense. So Frankie Kazarian is taking on Khan in a singles match. We know that Sammy Callahan is in his, like, fifth step of the seven deadly steps or some shit. Um, did, Diener, did, did Angels and Khan also do the seven deadly steps? For all we know, they did that off screen. They didn't need to do those in matches. They realized that they he realized that they were ready to be a part of the design. After he killed Eric Ingram, was able to have this moment for these two that proved themselves to his true design, not the violent by design. So and then so I think we're picking Khan, right? The Callahan helps Khan win. Frankie Kazarian, welcome back to Impact. You're gonna be putting people over. I feel like Frankie's there is going to win, and that's going to lead to some to the match where Sammy's going to have to prove himself one more time by having to kill Khan, that he has to take that next step to be a part of this by having to kill Big Khan. Joe Hendry and Moose, this is the main event and probably our main event because, I mean, you, you, oh, I feel so bad, Gino. The internet is so bad where you are right now. Like you, as soon as you go to speak, it immediately cuts out. So Joe Hendry is taking on Moose in a dot combat match. For the Impact Digital Media Championship, once again, breaking all of the rules, this title is supposed to be defended. I guess it is technically for Impact Plus subscribers and Ultimate Insiders. It's not on pay-per-view, and it's not on television. So this is a digital media exclusive in a lot of respects. Uh, Joe Hendry and Moose, it's hard to argue. Like, just leave the belt with Joe Hendry, right? Like, you got to have Joe Hendry's doing a great job with the belt. Or do you think this is that moment where they can give the belt to Moose and they can hot shot the thing back and forth a little bit to keep this feud interesting? Because I, I'm love I'm loving the feud. Like because even Kevin was like, you don't like Joe Hendry because you're a Moose Stan, and he's and I, he's right. Like that's just the most true thing. Is I have a resistance to Joe Hendry. Joe Hendry's pretty awesome. The more I watch, but I love Moose. I feel like he's the most mistreated, misused guy in Impact Wrestling history. He put over Rich Swan a bunch. And now look where Rich Swan is. Uh, I don't know, dude. I, I, I kind of want to say Moose. Just he can only, he doesn't even have to be champion for very long. He could be champion for the for the night and then lose the belt on Thursday. Now it would be great if Moose won. I would love a Moose won, but I know Joe Hendry obviously is going to win either just by himself or with help from the Demon Barry Horowitz, Johnny Swinger, Zicky Dice. People are going to get involved because it's dot combat match, no rules. We're going to get some type of shenanigans happening where Joe Hendry wins because of some for support. Yeah, there, there's going to be some shenanigans. I, I agree with you on that. Like there's, 
It's a dark combat match. Anything goes, damn it. This is going to be a good time. So no surrender is going to be fantastic. I'm trying to iron out all of the dinner plans as, as we go. Once I have everything finalized, be in the Discord. I will announce uh, start times. Chino's internet is not good. We, we, do, we do not want him sharing the screen it's for us to rely on, our, on watching our no surrender. Uh, and we, Gino, if we did a post show, how would the, how would it sound? I mean, that's a good question. We should find out how that sounds. Hopefully, my internet gets better by Friday, but I doubt it will get any better. But I'll be here. I'm gonna be having no work Friday, no work Saturday, so I could be here as long as we need to, and for however long we want to go after the show. When did this start? When did the internet thing start? Because I feel like it wasn't this bad last week. It started recent. It started like yesterday or today. I don't know like why it changed why this fucking t-mobile is becoming garbage and garbage today i T-Mobile. don't know how i can fix it we'll see what i can do t-mobile yes, i have shitty t-mobile t-mobile's phones why are you guys using them for your home internet i know they advertise it like it's a good deal but dude nothing beats fiber optic cables running through your town you know you're right about that and that's what i do need to like look into how we could just get good proper air. that's all we fucking need is great internet compared to this fucking t-mobile shit <laughs> Yeah, there's no reason to really like. I get it. Like that was T-Mobile home internet, fifty bucks a month. There's a reason it's so affordable. It's because it sucks. It's like you're you're relying on cell signal. So that's why I asked: Is there a tornado nearby? If the weather is bad, it's not going to work out. So stay tuned to the Discord. And if you know, Genos Vacuum says reset your Wi-Fi modem and close Pornhub tabs. Yeah, Gino, no more of that Pornhub shit. You don't need it, Gino. Get rid of it. I recently discovered I had a relapse, Gino. I did watch some porn a few weeks ago. I had a terrible day after I watched. Like, I just was so depressed. I feel like it really brought me down. And I think that is something that people don't understand is when you chase a temporary high, something like pornography, it definitely does weigh heavily on your soul for, like, the rest of the day. And I've noticed that from time to time, but then there's times where I'm like, I need this just to release and go to sleep. And then I realize, okay, I get sleep now. I feel better. I wasn't pent up with all this rage and wanting to hit, hurt myself and hurt others. I was safe that I was able to just calm down and relax and sleep and not be in my own fucking head. I think that's I think that's where exercise helps me. I think like having like doing exercise and just going in and lifting some shit. Like I think that helps me not want to hurt people, Gino. That's sad that you just said that. Like I want to hurt people, bro. And there's just points and times when I'm just like remembering and being in my hood and thinking about people that hurt me and made me think like a bad person. Maybe because I have these negative, like not even positive, no form of negative, like only negative thoughts in my head sometimes just when I'm stuck in my own head thinking about all this shit. And I'm just like, maybe I do want to hurt others. But I don't. I don't. Deep down, I know like I don't. These things happen for a reason. And I try it's all to make me a better person in the end. And hopefully I learn from this, even though it still sometimes weighs on me. The and isn't that interesting I've that been- for you, like, oh, you know what would make me feel better is jerking off, which isn't true. Like, you're still depressed. Like, that's kind of the same. That's that pattern. That's that cycle that people reference where the more you're depressed and you do nothing about it, the more you're depressed and do nothing about it. Chasing a temporary high like heroin, alcohol, masturbation, like, it doesn't fix the problem. You're still alone, sad, and angry, and then you jerk off every once in a while. True, and that's why, like, I've been having, again, ways to distract myself and try to feel better, like, work with filling up time that makes me feel at least I'm doing something for myself and for others to help and take care of others to the best of my ability. 
All right, Gino, the, help and take care of others. Best of your ability. Gino, you, your internet. Tell your mom you want to pay for the internet and get Spectrum or get some, some better internet. You can help. And that's what I'll look into is finding a way, finding a cheap internet that I could board, not cheaper, but like more affordable internet that I could just pay for. Be like, here, I just want this. Let me pay for this. Thank you, Gino's vacuum. Gino, just get good internet, all right? It's you. You can splurge on some things once. You have a fucking Xbox. Get good internet. So, Gino, before we ride off, because the audio is is a problem, I might record something solo afterwards just to kind of balance the levels. Uh. The padding on the Elimination Chamber. I know they added this a few years back. Uh, I was watching this chamber match with Johnny Gargano bouncing around doing his shit and Montez Ford doing some awesome stuff. The padding really does suck. Why Why does it... What, what is that? Why, why does... Why does the padding... Because Is it because we had so many years of the steel grate and Jericho would talk about the Whopper grill marks on his back? And now we have this padding. Why even have the chamber? It's just a battle royal. But it's a special battle royal where we have glass, too. We get the glass involved. We have these spots on this giant pod-like structure so we can have a big acid rata or actual hurricane rata that you didn't expect to see happen where you almost could have died. I, I did see. Well, he almost didn't. They, he did that really well. If anyone was going to die, it was the guy landing on the back of his head. Bronson Reed. I like that Corey Graves thought Gargano was the one who was in trouble. Gargano landed on his belly. like He was the fine one. How about the 400-pound guy landing on the top of his head? For no reason. Jim Cornette hated that, right? You know Cornette hated that shit. What would you think of that elimination chamber? When everyone was coming out, I thought, this sucks. Why? But as the match was going on, I thought, what a great match. And I really enjoyed all the spots that they put together. And even with Austin Theory picking up a dub, I think it makes sense. They're trying to really push over this theory guy because he's fighting Cena. Yes, we want to push Austin. And I felt like the spot with Seth and Johnny Gargano where one of them could have died. I thought that was a great spot. But I feel the best cage spot from the entire night was Nikki Cross's dive to the outside. I think that was the better cage dive we got from this amazing elimination chamber. Not only is your audio bad, you know, you completely ignored what I said. How do you feel about Austin Theory winning the chamber? Okay, with Austin Theory, I feel like it's a great win for him, especially since he, again, not going to spoil anything, but he may still oh, be U.S. champion spoil today. Spoil it, yes. But what do you, oh, you yes. mean like spoiling Raw? Just keep, just spoil. Yeah, spoil Raw. We're wrestling yes. journalists. We all read results. We're fine. Just pretend yes, I yes. read Edge results. lost. We, we have Edge to go to fight Finn, so we're going to have Austin Theory setting up for his big match against John Cena that we know is going to have the WrestleMania night one, and that's going to be the main event, and the night two is going to be Cody and Roman. Is Theory a main eventer? Have they done enough for you to put him in the main event of an event? Like I just can't rationalize that in my head. Because even when I watch Raw now, I know he's the last thing that you, that's on it. But he comes off as such a mid-carder to me. He's still – he's not at that level of a John Cena. He's not at that level of even a, even a Finn Balor, who's not very high up there right now. He's just not. And I know he's been champion. I know he's still selfie guy who's asking Vince McMahon for advice to me. And that's why the Forever Champions main event match is going to be second to last match on night one because the main event match on night one is going to be Bianca Belair and Oscar. No, it's well, Charlotte and Rhea, right? They could do Charlotte and Rhea, but I think partly they could. 
they want to have Bianca to be a two-time woman, an African-American woman who's been in the main event because they want us to forget about Sasha completely have to be like, this was the main event that she made an event at WrestleMania because Sasha did not happen. We need to scrub Sasha from history. Yeah, me, you got to stop jerking off. Just the way your brain works. Like, everything's vindictive. Everything's like, well, we need, we need to do this because we need to erase. Like, no, like... If last year we had the Royal Rumble winner challenge for the belt night one, and we had the Royal Rumble winner challenge for the belt, well, I guess night two we had like Kevin Owens and shit. So, we or night one we had that. But you don't think they're just going to do Royal Rumble winners again? I kind of liked them doing that because it added some prestige to that women's Royal Rumble. They couldn't. Maybe they will. Maybe you're to making me see that they should do this right and have the Royal Rumble winners be the main events. But I'm also trying to think like they want to make Bianca be the real star that she is even bigger than Charlotte and Rhea. But she's already bigger than Sasha Banks. Like that's what you were saying is like she needs to be bigger than Sasha by main eventing another mania. She has a championship match at WrestleMania. So she's definitely already her versus Asuka isn't that sexy. Am I crazy? Like it was very predictable. Predictable. Asuka was winning that elimination chamber, especially when it got down to her and Carmella. What was that? You know, who's booking these things? Carmella last. You wouldn't be able. You don't think Bianca Belair and Carmella would be able to have an amazing barn burner a match, especially with Corey Graves on commentary pushing her to be like, "This is her moment to shine." But yes, it was obvious Oscar was going to win. I'm excited for Oscar to be a WrestleMania. She should be main eventing, but I feel maybe you're right that they're not going to have her main event. Well, like Carmella and Bianca, that's the Rolling Loud classic. They had that match at Rolling Loud where everybody started chanting, "We want puppies!" Like so, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know like their their feuds over. They've wrestled 600 times. We don't I never thought for a second Carmella came back and is now doing her old moonwalk gimmick and that's going to equate to her winning to going to WrestleMania. I never thought that for a second. Um so no, I I had no suspicions of that. Uh Gino um Bobby Roode recently made an appearance after a four-month hiatus. I was so in my notes I was even like getting ready like Hey, what happened to Bobby Roode? Because I have been watching some old Impact stuff. And Bobby Roode is somebody I was clamoring to get to WWE. When he made it to NXT, I was super excited. I thought it was going to be go real. I thought it was going to be really awesome. Gets to the main roster, immediately thrusted into a U.S. title reign. Forms a random thrown together robe wearing tag team with Chad Gable, which I thought was stupid. Then gets thrown into another tag team with Dolph Ziggler, which I actually thought was okay. I actually liked the Dirty Dogs, and I thought that made sense. Like, okay, these two guys are like mid card upper tier mid carters that aren't going for singles titles. Let's have them be a tag team. But like, why do you think? And I'm always curious to ask you these questions because you are so hot and cold with wrestlers. But what are your thoughts? Like, why didn't Bobby Roode become the single star? I and I don't. I sadly, it's because of impact. I think a WWE still at the time when Bobby Roode came in, they still thought this is an impact guy, this is a TNA guy. We don't want to give him any form of recognition or respect. And then we're like, we can we make him into a comedy character? He's not as good as our truths. We can't do comedy. We'll just keep throwing him into tag teams because we need tag teams in one way or another to try to fill up our tag team division. But there were guys like did, was Drew Ma- Drew McIntyre was back before Bobby, right? Or am I getting them mixed up? Like. I guess Eric Young is another good example. Yeah, like AJ Styles was kind of the one who shattered that mold of send the Impact guys to to NXT and let them figure it out. 
uh, ergo Bobby Roode, ergo Eric Young, ergo Drew McIntyre. James Storm was there for a cup of coffee. So they were throwing some guys in there like, hey, this is – you guys wrestled somewhere, but you got to wrestle here. And then AJ really shook that whole thing. But I want to say even Bobby Roode got to the main roster after AJ, didn't he? Wasn't he in NXT during that time? Yeah, he was. So – even with like, let's rub off the stigma of NXT. I think Bobby Roode just couldn't get over on the main roster. I don't know if the glorious gimmick just didn't translate. He had a didn't he have a night after Mania debut? Like they they gave him everything they could have. What is it? Is it his in ring? Like I can't, I can't. I, he's somebody that when I rewatch Impact in 2012, I think, man, this guy would have been great in WWE. Genos Vacuum says, "What are you talking about? Gino Mattel gave him an elite." And yeah, he was, he got an elite, and I like, I, I just I watch him in the main on WWE, and maybe uh, Quigley in the chats is glorious, like killed him. But in NXT, I thought we all loved glorious. So my my brain has never been more confused by all of this. I mean, it's because he never like changed. It was just like all oh, this dude who just has a really over the top theme song that should fit him and it's perfect for him, but he never like changed to showcase anything more than just I'm this guy and not the it factor, the guy who we know could be a main eventer. It was just this guy who's like all oh, big robe, Ric Flair, fucking turning around, and he just just looks like this fucking over top character and not the it factor of professional wrestling, the selfish generation leader. He just is a loser compared to what he could have been. And even, like, the promo of, like, it will be glorious. Like, isn't that just believe at the end of the day? Like, you're just, you're, you have your gimmick is, a, like, a phrase. Like, that's all you really have is your music is glorious, your robes is glorious, all you talk about is glorious. Like, that's, there's, there's no levels to that. So, it, like, it wasn't going to work. Dirty Dogs, at least, I felt like there were some levels to that for some reason. But, yeah, him coming in as glorious was just trash. And even the matches, like, they had the glorious DDT. Like, like you can't just say, like, here's a, the glorious backdrop suplex. Like, you know, you can't just throw the word glorious in there and suddenly the move is a, is a, is a showstopper. That's right. We'd rather see the rude bomb that he had for a very short time before they switched it to the glorious DDT. We'd rather get the rude bomb. I did enjoy the rude bomb in TNA because it came so late. Like when he was 2012, Bobby Roode was doing the crossface. Like that was his finisher was the crippler crossface. He was still using the double R spine buster. He was still doing the the payoff, the fisherman suplex. He had some moves that always kind of remain in his staple. And then he turned babyface and started doing the FU. But the FU that ended in like a suplex looking position, the Roode bomb. And I thought that was a good finisher. But he is somebody that could just be using a submission. I thought the crossface was a great idea, a good move for him. Spinebuster, crossface, kind of simple. He he has a, a body shape of Benoit. It kind of made sense for him to do those moves. Uh, I wonder, but yeah, in WWE when he gets there, it's, no, do a DDT. Like, where, whose idea was that? Is that just, hey, that rude bomb looks a lot like the FU. We can't use that one, pal. And we can't use that one. You're from Canada. You can't do the Crippler Crossface because of that connection. So we need to not have you connect anything. You have to be your own character, your own gimmick. So what did you do as selfish? So is this all about yourself that you were glorious? You were over the top? Okay, that's what we'll do. You're not going to be that character. You're just going to be glorious, and you're going to have a simple move because you're a simple man like a fisherman suplex. (laughs) That's a great move. How dare you? You don't like the fisherman suplex? I'd rather see Mr. Perfect hit it than Bobby Root. 
Well, yeah, it's the per- that's the perfect plex. Jinder Mahal had a title match tonight, Gino. I did not watch NXT, but this is something that was kind of making the rounds about how shitty NXT is now. I like Jinder Mahal. I really do. I, I think that his the way his career has kind of gone, like he was thrown into a spot as the WWE champion. I don't know if he was ready for it, like in-ring-wise. I don't think he was really that good at wrestling. Like His new body was still figuring out how to wrestle. And... They threw him into a spot. He had a feud with Randy Orton, which I thought they gave him a great person to feud with. But they never really put him over. You know what I mean? Like, he he had to have great colleague coming up him out. He didn't have uh, Samir and Sunil. His only win as champion, I think, was against Nakamura at that SummerSlam. And then when he lost the belt on a SmackDown to AJ, it was more and more proof that uh, he's not, like, really the champion, though. Like, him versus Brock might have put him over. Might have like at least make him look formidable for Brock, but they didn't want to do that. And here he is on NXT getting a championship match. Uh, who was wasn't somebody just talking shit about Braun Breaker, calling him like like not not the future of WWE? I don't know who would have said some shit about Braun Breaker. I know he is the future. And I thought like this was going to be a good setup because we have Jinder with his group with Veer and this other guy, I forget his name, but this great group that we are building up to and helping Jinder. Like Jinder could help them. If he was champion, would be able to build them. I missed NXT, so I don't know if he won <laughs> or not. He should have won, but I know that Braun, they want to really keep that build on him until they find someone who could be this real next star for NXT. Yeah, give Braun Breaker something to chase. You know what I mean? Like he's coming, he's coming off as just this dominant babyface champion who can't be stopped. Why not give Jinder Mahal and all of his cronies? We have the belt now. Look at us. Like I think that's a great way to position, uh, to position like you know Jinder Mahal as this heel champion again. And NXT, I think that gimmick works a lot better than it did in WWE. He no longer has the Singh brothers. He's got two big menacing dudes. I, I think that all fits if Braun Breaker is chasing him. You could even argue former WWE champion has the belt now, but Jinder Mahal just continues to get buried and slip further down the card. He looks great. I'm loving Paul Jinder Mahal. I think there is a. I think he still has a future. Am I crazy? I mean, he's always going to be a talented worker. He's always going to be a good hand like Ty Dillinger is. He's not going to have like any. He's got like lame characters, lame gimmicks. Always gonna give you like a good match. They're gonna be like, you know, at least it, I felt satisfied that we got a match with the babyface one. And with how they're also saying it, like Carmelo Hayes is gonna be the next challenger for Braun Breaker, it makes sense that Braun still probably retains this because Carmelo's gonna probably be the guy to beat him. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. That it, like we're trying to build a Braun Braun Breaker versus somebody. Do you think they'll even do something at WrestleMania? Like, is his title reign getting to that point where we're gonna see it at, on on WrestleMania? We're going to see it at Stand and Deliver. That's going to be on the Wednesday and the Tuesday. We're going to have the two-night Stand Deliver like we did the one year to try to fill up the entire WrestleMania week so that way indie shows can die in their eyes. All right, all right, Gino. I think with audio permitting, I think we're you and I are going to sign off the live. And then, yeah, maybe I'll get in the studio here and do some do some additional stuff. But I do want to – so I want to make the announcement. Stay tuned to the Discord. I'm going to iron out these plans for Friday. If I can get home by 7, I will get the stream up in the Discord. We will all watch No Surrender together, and then we can do a post-show afterwards to discuss the event. Or if we do a companion, we can just discuss everything live. But that will all be pending on uh, dinner times and times wives arrive. So there's a lot of – there's a lot of if ands, or buts to come from that, but we'll, we will see what we get. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow night for the whole effing show, Gino. So you said you're not going to make it tomorrow. 
I sadly will be at work. I will not be able to make it. Hopefully, you guys have an amazing night on two, on Wednesday. Hopefully, Dynamite's not as garbage as it looks, but I think Dynamite's going to be the worst it's ever been. Yeah, why does somebody was even asking me about Dynamite, and they were saying like they saw it and they said it was awful. Why do is it? Why does everyone like it? And I said, well, put that shit on. Thank you, Jr. Ramra. I was even saying like it. It was so good for a long time, and. I, I like I made this comment forever about they're gonna run out of that moment of oh my gosh I can't believe they got Daniel Bryan oh my god I can't believe they got CM Punk oh my god Adam Cole like they're gonna Cesaro they're gonna even John Moxley was one of those they're eventually gonna run out of those moments of like yeah quickly Sting they're gonna they're gonna run out of new people showing up to get a huge pop. And they're they're in kind of that phase right now where these are your guys. This is all the talent. There's way too much talent on this roster. Uh, it's, it got too overinflated. And th- you know what's sad is they would actually probably benefit from, like, a WWE trimming the fat. You know what? You know? Like, you know how every, like, summer WWE cuts, like, 11 dudes? If AEW trimmed 11 dudes, it would actually make the roster better. And we'd be excited to see where those 11 dudes ended up going. But AEW is so, they have so much content that they just shit out of their assholes, you know. Um, it's okay for them to, well, we'll sign all these dudes. They could be on AEW Dark Elevation. They could be on AEW Dark. Doesn't matter. Oh, Rampage needs guys. Oh, Eddie King's got in a fight backstage. He'll never wrestle again. Andrade, he'll wrestle once in a while. Who's Dragon Lee? He can go to WWE. So there's so many guys that they just keep bringing in. AEW kind of sucks now. It does suck, especially like even giving people like moments to like to shine on the mic. Not many people can do that, especially like tonight. I randomly decided, okay, I'm gonna see what happened on Dark. Rohit Raju had promo, and I was like, he's great. Use him. Why do you have him side and not work with Rohit? He is the rock that you want to have with Ricky Starks. He's basically the better Ricky Starks because he can put up a promo like The Rock, have fucking great work ethic, a good charisma like The Rock, like Ricky wishes he had. Ricky's just a wannabe Rohit Raju, and they just need to put Rohit on television. Rohit Raju. Rohit's like 48. He's not He's not the next rock. He, are, he is the rock. You can't, you can't, we need to get Rohit on TV. I like Rohit too, but it's his fault for leaving Impact. I, like whenever these Impact guys walk away from the company now, I'm no longer sympathetic when they're not being used on TV, Kiera Hogan. Like there's just, you should stay where you're, where the grass, the grass is greener where you water it. Okay. I know that Punk said that. Uh, my boss says that. And yeah, there are people like, like a Rohit Raju, Kiera Hogan, how many people walk away and go to AEW thinking, Sky Blue, my career is going to take off? No, it's not. Yeah, that's a sad thing. And that's why people are probably realizing now, and even workers probably realize, I should be going back to Impact. We could see Rohit come back and reform, like make the exhibition even greater. Because Trey Miguel, great champion. He finally has some character besides just guy who can fly high and he's so high. He's just a great character. Now, but like, we need more people in the exhibition. And hopefully... Get these long form contracts, multi year contracts that probably these people be paid, like Ethan Page and Rohit, they can come back to Impact and realize that this is real hope for wrestling. Dude, Trey Miguel's awful. Why do you think Mike Bailey's not back in that title that title mix? Is isn't that kind of a miss? Like if you have 
speedball on your pre-show. Jonathan Gresham is an X Division guy. So I know you said we need more X Division guys, but we have a bunch of X Division style wrestlers. Why aren't we why aren't we just re repackaging the X Division or repurpose or just repositioning some of the talent? And maybe that's I mean, they're kinda of doing that with Crazy Steve because we haven't seen him yeah. for a minute. Now he's finally having this big push. It's a great mode for Crazy Steve. I'm hopefully it's gonna be a great match tonight this win Thursday night. That's happening. I'm gonna miss as well. I'm actually gonna watch it during work since I have Ultimate Insights, or at least watch that on the YouTube while I'm working. So I'll be able to see Trey Miguel, Crazy Steve, amazing match we're gonna see. And then hopefully we're gonna see what happens to the X Vision because Speedball is obviously gonna be in the main event scene. He's gonna fight Josh Alexander Canada, hopefully. Then we're going to see John, John Gresham could be in the X Vision and maybe he'll fight Crazy Steve, Trey Miguel, whoever could be champion by Rebellion. Yeah. Like, and I wonder before we go, I know I said we were leaving and I already wrapped, we, we already wrapped everything up. But if we go to like, if we look at the Impact Wrestling roster and you just kind of see who's, who's there, Angels is somebody that isn't really in the X Division at this time. Kazarian is another guy that they're probably not going to put in the X Division, but can be an X Division guy whenever they need him to be. Um, I don't know. Their X Division isn't that isn't isn't missing much. You know what I mean? Like they have they and I and it's hard with Impact because you don't know who's on who's going to be on roster next week. Everybody leaves really really quickly here. Ace Austin is somebody that can be in the X Division. Aiden Prince. I don't even know who that is. Gino, who's Aiden Prince? He's been like in Impact for like a good minute now. They've not been using him on TV, just like Gujar's like gone for some reason. We have these two yeah, guys Gujar. who could be working, and they're like not on TV at all. So hopefully, we could even see Gujar in the X Division because he'd be a great work. They were trying to put Gujar over. They really wanted him to be up there, and yeah, they, they've kind of cooled off on him. It wasn't working for me, so maybe that's what it is. The other problem with Impact is if you miss a TV taping, you miss four weeks of television. Like that's just what happens with this company. You, you maybe can get on BTI if you're wrestling on the indies somewhere. But if you have an indie booking on a Saturday and that's when a TV taping is, you're missing all that television and you're fucked. That's why guys like Brian Myers are on TV all the time. Because some guys are smart enough to know, like, I can make this television thing my career. And Brian Myers has his wrestling school and he makes the TV tapings and he's like an impact staple. He could be in the X Division. You don't think Brian Myers could fit in that? You know, maybe you're right. Maybe this is all leading to Macardona versus Brian Myers for an X Division number one contenders match, and then the winner goes on to Rebellion. I'm just saying, like, Diener is another guy. Like, X Division, since there's no weight limit, you can argue, like, anybody can technically be an X Division champion. I know that style equates more to a Trey Miguel and a Mike Bailey, and that's what we'd probably want to see. But you can easily see them throwing Eddie Edwards. Isn't Eddie Edwards a former X Division champion? You could see Kazarian getting thrown back in there. Jack Price, no one knows who that is. Jason Hotch, we know who that is now. Uh, none of these guys. Uh, yeah, there's plenty of exhibition people here. Kenny King, J John Schuyler, you could throw all these guys. Laredo Kid. See, this is one of those guys on their roster. He's not really on their roster. But he's worked a lot of matches, and he could still come in any time when they need him. But you know what? Maybe, because, again, we do have the whole 50 wins. Maybe if we do get Johnny Swinger to get those 50 wins, the match, the title match he gets, is not a world championship match. It's an X-Division championship match. Tasha remains on this website, dude. I'm seeing Tasha steals. Maybe we could find out what the latest is on our favorite wrestler. But I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure you're right, by the way, that she's going to... You're thinking AEW, right? 
I'm thinking WWE. I'm believing okay. those rumors that she might be the major player they're talking about. Okay, so she's the major player. She's the one going to WWE. Oh, gosh, why isn't why isn't the whole wrestling world talking about it, Gina? She's requesting time away after signing a new contract. So maybe she's not going anywhere. Maybe she's just staying in in an in impact. She just needs a minute to recover from some injuries or really think about what she wants to do. But if she signed that new contract, she's not going anywhere. Hell yeah, she's signed new contracts and maybe she realizes that she needs to stay here with the impact and maybe she is going to have these weeks off, like have some time to recoup, recover and realize that maybe I should change up my moveset and not do the crucifix bomb because I can't hit it on everybody that I want to make it look good. It has to be on the right people. So have something else and then bring back the crucifix bomb on certain people. Yeah, it has to be on the right person, a.k.a. people that can just like fall backwards better. That's all it is. It's just the, the person receiving the move is doing all of the work, you know. That's true. So people receiving the move, but also she has to make sure she can lock the arms behind them. It's like some people can't really like do that perfect stretch as well as others can. So she needs to hit it on the right people. So she needs to learn one more new hold, have this new fish, this new angsty, this new anger as she becomes a single star since Savannah Evans is going to be murdering people on her own. We are ready for Impact Wrestling this Thursday night. It's going to be great. YouTube, Ulta, four ninety nine. Like I know that that's so cheap. Like it's such a good deal. There's so much content. Being an Ultimate Insider, I even saw an ad like you can be an Impact Plus subscriber. Like one year is seventy one dollars, and I even thought about it. Like, is that better than like it's not? Ultimate Insiders is sixty dollars for the year. So I don't know what the difference is. I guess Impact Plus, everything's on there all at once, where it seems like Ultimate Insiders, they have a bunch of stuff already uploaded, but then they'll announce, like, we've uploaded more stuff. And I think there's a little bit more of a rotation on YouTube than on Impact Plus, where it's just that's the whole content library. But there's so much stuff on on Ultimate Insiders. And just being able to watch Impact hassle-free. Because I used to be a Twitch boy. Remember when Impact was on Twitch and they were getting made fun of? It's like, no, that was genius because i actually watched that shit and it made it easier to watch so uh amazing times in our lives gino are you so you're gonna be your home friday friday for sure you'll be able to watch no surrender yes i'll be able to watch no surrender we're gonna see how i could stream it or if maybe we could find someone with a trusted connection better than mine and you know and i might be willing to chip them five dollars maybe ten dollars so they have two months of Impact Ultimate says that they could stream it so we could have this going on one way or another that Friday night where everyone could watch oh, No Surrender. That'll be fantastic, Gino, but I'm, I'm hoping to be home in time. I'm going to throw that out there. Hey, I get off work at 4. Let's just go to lunch immediately so I can go do my shit. So thank you, everybody, for being here tonight. Uh, stay tuned to the podcast feed because I will be putting up some more stuff throughout the week. Um, and, yeah, Gino, we did it. Any, any parting words before we go? I just hope you all have a great night tonight and tomorrow on TWFS since I'll be working. Love you all. Speak to you again soon. Let's do it, Gino. Man, Israel, TK. Thank you, Gino. Gino, 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 Gino